This is the Unscripted Podcast. All right, guys. Good to have you guys back with us today. We we had to take a it's week a or day. two. Yeah. You know, it actually feels like fall in Mississippi. What is it, like three feet of snow up there for you guys or something? No, not three feet of snow, but it down in the 40s last night, so it was good. The um, I just got down off the roof of the church, and the um, the guys were I, – I, we were in here having our meeting, and it's – I'm trying to figure out what in the world is this noise. I couldn't find it nowhere. It, I went out front, and there's a ladder down on the corner of the church, and they've then hoisted up a pressure washer, and they're up there pressure washing the roof, and that's why I couldn't find the noise. So, you know, I had to get up there and, you know, like, hey, guys, we appreciate what you're doing, but, you know, we're going to shoot our podcast. And so they're like, good, it's cold. You know, these are all Hispanic guys. You know, they don't even speak any English, you know, and I was like, Can, oh, yeah. I, you know, like, good, it's cold and it's slippery up here. They're wearing toboggans and yeah, they were, April. they were, man. It, it was, they did. They had, they had toboggans on and gloves, you know, and winter, but they had their, their thinsulate boots on, not their just regular, you know, Walmart work boots on. And so, for our listeners up north, a toboggan is a hat that goes on when it's cold, <laughs> not a sled you ride on. So they were weren't wearing sleds; they were wearing right. hats. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's a, you know, sorry. One of those. Uh, we were doing a, a class Wednesday night. I was teaching. I'm teaching the middle school class, like Liam and you know the sixth, eighth, seventh, eighth graders, oh, whatever yeah, it is. It's a fun class, and uh, uh, I was talking about a wheel. You know, we're talking about, you know, I'm trying to go through this whole story of the of of the way God's timeline kind of works out, you know, with, you know, you had this time where God talked to the fathers, this time that, mm-hmm. that God talked, you know, through Moses through and the, the prophets. prophets. And, then, yeah. uh-huh. and then, so anyways, and I was like, uh, we're trying to draw these distinct lines of when each one of those oh. ages ended. And I was like, so when did, when did the Christian age begin? And they're like, well, when Jesus was born, you're like, no. So we go through the Hebrews 9, 14, 15, 16, scenario 17 with the, the wheel, W-I-L-L. And I was like, what's a wheel? And everybody in there is like, big round thing. Your tire, <laughs> your tire runs yeah. on. I was like, no. I was like, okay, what's a whale? They're like, you know, the big fish. I was like, no. The big we're- fish. <laughs> Like, no, it's, it's, it, I was like, this is the trouble in the South is the words that sound the same, but mean two different things. I said, no, I mean, W I L L and W E L L. It just, it, you have to understand it's my fault. I didn't explain this good to you. And so, yeah. Yeah. A toboggan is that little knitted thing for our Northern friends, you know, that you wear on your head. I don't know what you guys call it. Yeah, that's right. That up, up there where they drink pop. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's right. So, but hey, we love all our pop listeners too. That's, amen, know? amen. Everybody that, yeah. Hey, and, and the good thing about before, the northern guys uh, and us guys, real deep south, is right there in the middle where Bob's at. You guys get sun drop. We don't get sun drop down here. So, if one of you guys could send some diet sun drops, I'd appreciate it. You know, to the south for us down here. If you drink, if you drink sun drop, or if you've got a sun drop, if you've had one today, we need you to just hit a thumbs up and just comment. Uh, I love sun drop. <laughs> we we want to hear that from our listeners. I remember drinking them out the bottle. You remember the bottles? You know the the glass oh, yeah, bottles man, of sun drop. You see the little melon stuff floating in them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. I hope that's what it was. Hey, before we get started uh, talking about our listeners, um, before we get going too much, um, wanted to give a a shout out to uh to chloe um she one of her dad listens to our podcast pretty regularly and uh 
And so I want to give a big shout out to Josh. His daughter got baptized last night and, um, right here in, uh, in Estill Springs, Tennessee. In fact, your buddy, uh, your buddy, Eddie Braddy baptized her. So shout out to Eddie too. All right. Amen. And, um, and so also I think it might be something we can do if, um, if you're, if you're active in evangelism and, uh, or there's a baptism at your church, um, hit, hit me and Chris up, send us an email. What's our email been? Unscriptedpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. We need to put that up on our. Yeah. We probably need to put that up on there. Is it the unscripted podcast? Yep. It's the unscripted podcast. The unscripted podcast. There's only one, man. That's right. The unscripted podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can just hit us on Facebook on the messenger. Yeah. It pops up on the little thing. Yeah. Facebook will probably be easiest. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to reach us. Any of those routes, any of those routes, just hit us a shout out. And then if we don't. If we don't, if you don't hear us announce it in a week or two, send us up an, another one. Like we might have missed it or something. But we would, we want to, we want to celebrate, and then also, you know, we want people to be praying for, for Chloe, as a, in her in her walk with Christ that that she'll be a soul winner and um, that she'll she'll make it all the way. So and she can start um, now serving God. That's right. That's right. That's what we're uh, going to talk about today, right? Is is how to drop the mouse eloquently during the middle of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that may not be the only distraction. My neighbor's getting four trees cut down today. So, <laughs> Is that uh, why you got the gun behind you? Yeah, yeah, you may hear a chainsaw. <laughs> hey, man, America was, America was formed, forged, you know. Probably not with, with the Henry with repeating the, rifle with that holds, no, uh, set, what does that one hold, 17 shots or something like that in it, you know? We won't say because terrorists watch our uh, <laughs> podcast too. So Domestic ones sometimes. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just say that's the little appetizer, you right. know, and a uh, little, right. little Henry. I think it holds 13. Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyways it's a yeah man and, and so you, you need to tune into youtube i'm gonna i'm gonna put a different gun up every week and you can you can tune in and and you can say well i remember which podcast it was it was the one with the henry you know with the little henry rifle up so maybe i should put one on the uh, wall behind me then there you go put it put it change out a gun each week and uh <laughs> <laughs> that'd be Chris something like, i know i already know what you're thinking in your mind you know like no i don't want the atf to know which that's I'm exactly about, so. right i don't want them i'll put up nerf guns <laughs> yeah oh yours no, better have uh, all my guns have orange tips on them <laughs> that's right and and no we're we're glad that you always tell the truth too. <laughs> so, uh, so uh yeah so we've been we, uh, sorry, we've missed a couple of weeks. Um, we had a, I closed on my house and then, uh, Chris had a funeral last week. Hate that I, I missed, uh, Gene's funeral. And you know, that that's, uh, one thing about Gene. I just want to say this about him. Uh, hopefully his family's listening, but I can remember one of the most vivid things, you know, Gene, he would come up and talk to you after the guys in his eighties and he's coming up saying, man, I really needed that sermon, you know, or, or, uh, you know, I'm trying to get better, you know, as a Christian. And, yeah, I mean, what and, a blessing. Uh, you know, he he was a gene. You know, he rode the, well, I think we talked about him before, but, you know, he rode a covered wagon to, to church, you know, as a kid sometimes and, and uh, to school. But um, he, uh, but I remember this, this statement that he told me is uh, he said, you know, Bob, he said, 
it's all level ground at the foot of the cross. And, and that was, uh, I used that statement of his yesterday when I was in a Bible study with, I was studying with eight guys yesterday over at the jail. And, and, um, anyways, they were, uh, you know, it, it is, it's, it's all, it doesn't matter what your, it doesn't matter what your financial status is. It doesn't matter your color of your skin. Doesn't matter how many tattoos you have. It, it doesn't matter if you, if you got a, you know, a, a awesome beard like Chris's, or if you got a, you know, one that's shorter like mine or, or if, you know, if you can't grow one like Ben, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter as far as, uh, according to the Lord, actually Ben, Ben, Ben can grow. He proved that now. Yeah. So yeah. he's growing yeah. up. He's well, he's well on his I way. Have, I, you know, Bob, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I would say my beard's a little bit better than yours. <laughs> All right, well, good. Awesome. Ben's well, using, Ben asked me the other day, he's like, hey, do you use that cream that Don, one of our members, is a barber? You know, we baptized him in 2020, mm-hmm. and uh, he makes this cream. He's like, and do he you ba- use that? baptized somebody the other day. Yeah, that's right. Then he baptized somebody. And, yeah. And uh, he's like, do you use that cream that, that Don? I was like, I do, as a matter of fact. I mean, it helps me manage and shape and you know, maintain yeah. my beard. So you, you need to use it again, Chris. It's getting a little <laughs> scraggly. Well, you know, it was, a uh, you know, I was kind of up early this morning and so I didn't do all my, my priming and, you know, primping and everything. I'm sorry for our listeners. I've got a face for radio, but I try to have at least good beard maintenance. So today I fell off a little bit, you know, I'll get it. I'm going to Virginia this weekend and, and, um, so he's got to look a little rough, you know, yeah, that's right. And plus, yeah. I don't want y'all to be. In, I don't want to create a stumbling block. I mean, right. obviously, you know, all these, all these listeners out there. I mean, they're well, gonna, you know, your your beard is very coveted. You yeah, know, that's right. And, and, and I don't want. I mean, like, like woe unto me if I cause a brother to stumble because my beard is just so banging good that right. all these other guys yeah. just get twisted up about it. Yeah, absolutely. There, we get all the emails all the time about how jealous people are of, and how and. <laughs> How much they want you to tone it back because their wives are lusting after. That's right. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many dishes are in the refrigerator here. These women come by and bring food to me because of my beard. Yeah, you know? chocolate pies and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So back on a serious note, we're, we get rid of all the lies that we were just telling. But uh, you know, please so forgive us. It doesn't matter where you're at in Amen. life. Uh, it's all level at the foot of the cross. But here's the thing too, and this will segue us into into today's thing is is we all start at the foot of the cross and, and nobody, it doesn't matter what kind of education they have or whatever. Jesus will use you in his work and he wants to use you. And, and you can be, you can be so useful. Um, and, and there's, a, and, and so there's a, there's a criteria that, and a, I don't know if I should say criteria, but there's a standard that the Lord has that, that we should be, that we should be part of. And that's, and that's serving and that's doing and and I don't care what part it is in your life how insignificant that you think that that you are um you can share God's word with with other people well and, it's it's part of your just, journey of faith right yeah you, you know I, I mean um what kind of journey of faith begins without the first step and so you know there may be 10,000 steps in your like this is what we got to be real careful about in this. Uh, may I borrow this term, journey of faith? And what I mean by that, Bob, just so I'm not being clouded or elusive, is that this process by which we all grow by, right? And you know, this. And I don't mean like you know, I got my own existential salvation story or something like that. That you know, I was saved this way or that way. But 
there's a moment that we're all saved when we're immersed into Christ. You know, the Lord adds us to the mm-hmm. church. But that is just a component in our journey that we have to grow into maturity, you know, to grow up into the full stature, the complete man, whichever Bible verse you want to use. And so we, we got to be careful and not, you know, I, I, here's an example. My watch keeps up with your steps, you know, and, and sometimes I'll see my wife at nighttime. She's a hundred steps shy or something like that. And she's doing laps around the kitchen in the living room to get her last hundred or 200 steps. And I'll ask her like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm only 200 steps away from getting my little award. It sends you like this little diamonds and stars and makes you vibrates. And, you know, you get a little golden shoe like, oh, well, that doesn't really, that's not a very impressive thing to me. I don't even pay attention to it, to be honest with you. But, you know, sometimes when uh, I'm riding my Harley, you know, I'll ride my Harley and I'll get three times the amount of steps. You know, I set mine at 6,000 a day. Well, I'll get three times the amount. I'll get 18,000 steps on my har- on my Harley and it makes my statistics go way up. And and really all it's done is because my Harley's sitting there shaking like this right here. And so all I'm getting off of it is is a is a false positive. You know, I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm that's not. A, that's the Chris Donovan workout, Ben. That's yeah. The, that's, the, that's the way that you with that all our listeners can reach their goals is ride a Harley. You know? Yeah. No wonder Jessica is trying to catch up. You know. <laughs> yeah. She's like, man, you know, Chris is just wearing me out over here. <laughs> yeah. He got twenty three thousand yesterday. What is that like nine miles? You know. Yeah. And, that's, that uh, that running app. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they're called that they change them up all the time you know but uh nike running adidas yeah, running, whatever anyways there are all these things well um i remember downloading it like you know 10 years ago and now it's you know it's changed names i don't know how many times but yeah you can accidentally leave that thing on and get in your car and take off but you know when you when you get those when you get those watches or whatever they they keep an eye on you like they right they're not fooled by the Harley vibration yeah you know, well, mine my like only Android products are being you know <laughs> yeah my mine'll actually get it sometimes when I'm on my mower when you're bouncing on your mower and stuff like that you'll get mm-hmm. some you'll get like it'll say I sense a workout it thinks I'm it'll do like a cycling workout and so. You know, but anyways, well, it's real easy to fool mine. Mine, I've got the Casio um, <laughs> seventh grade. From, uh, <laughs> yeah, grade. But but that's what the, that's it's the still, point, it's right? Paint it's, all over it. We can't. Well, but, I'm not, but this watch has been to Africa though. So well, here's the um, thing: it's like we got to make sure we're not fooling ourselves in this journey of faith that we're on, right? So so if true. we're going to be the church, like you talked about, this sweet young, sweet new sister in Christ, right? That does not negate the fact that this sweet sister in Christ does not have to grow to a certain potential. And I don't know what that, what that, you know, maturation award looks like. You know, you can look at a, you know, you ask somebody how to pick melons, you know, everybody's got their own little way to pluck it, tap it or whatever. You know, I, I, I had some friends that, that were Hispanic guys and I was like, what is the way to get the peppers at the banging as hottest point? And they had their little trick that they told me to do i tried it and it didn't work to me it didn't maybe their idea of what a pepper is supposed to be is different than mine but god has a potential point that everybody's supposed to reach and so we i want to i want to start with that uh just let's just start at at the at the moment that someone becomes a christian i'm sure that you've got verses that added this but you think about acts nine there's a there's a potential that that paul has that saul of tarsus has and when he you know, when he, he's immersed in the, in, the, in the blood of Jesus, he's baptized for the remission of his sins, 
And, and so we see that, um, you know, that, that Paul, uh, these things happen in Acts 9 and his conversion story. And verse 20, you know, he, he received food. He was strengthened. He spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. And then verse 20 of Acts 9, immediately he preached to Christ. Well, and if in you back up to verse 15, it, it tells, you see that that's the Lord's plan for him too. That's you right. know, you know, Saul, I mean, Ananias is like, wait a minute now. Like, this is the cat that's dragging folks off and doing all these bad things. He's like, what? Well, let me just tell you, like, this is, Paul is a chosen vessel of mine. He didn't say the, he says a, which implies there's a. multiple, right? Mm-hmm. Chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. And so, you know, Paul had a potential that God, that the Lord Jesus saw in him, but it started with Ananias. You know, Ananias had to, had his skin in the game. Ananias had this walk of faith in between. Ananias had to overcome some challenges. I mean, he's he's having this path. Like, you can almost t- catch a twinge of Ananias like, well, I I know you know best, but I, I yeah. don't know if you've thought through this one or not. Like, do you know who I'm talking you about? Sure about this, Lord? Yeah. I've heard I've heard many things yeah. about this man. How much harm he's done to your saints in Jerusalem. Well, you look at the potential and, and, that both of them had to reach, right? Ananias had yeah. to he had to tell Saul what what he needed to do to become saved, and Saul had to do had to do that, and then you see Saul's story. The rest of the time, he had to do these things to maintain. Not, not, please don't take this in the sense like Saul had to do these to earn his ticket. You know, Saul had to, Saul had a walk of faith, a journey of faith that he was on himself. And that's what you're implying, right, Bob? Is that he immediately yeah, started. Right. And then, you know, Second Timothy 4, 2, 3, whatever it is, you know, uh, uh, I'm, the time of my departure is at hand, ready to be poured out like a drink offering, you know. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, not just for me, but for those, for all them that love is appearing. And so you see Paul's journey of faith, but it begins with his response, just like this uh, sister that you're talking about was obeying the gospel. That's her beginning point in Christ. But that is, that is just that it's just the beginning of your walk of faith. Yeah. And, and, and so he had a, there was a, there was a Paul was as it was a caliber of person and God knew his potential and therefore his potential uh, demanded a, a response. And so this, uh, and then, then we look over, look over to Acts 16 and then I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'm sure that you'll have verses too or whatever, but these are just two that came to my mind. So Acts 16, we see where, where Lydia is converted. And, and so verse 14 now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. So you look at it. it God knew her talents of hospitality. And, and so there's a, and so when, when she has the ability, these guys are traveling and they, in fact, they have just traveled all the way across the, the continent of Asia and, and they're, they're up there, they pick up Luke up there and what Troas or whatever. Then they, then they travel over into, into this Macedonia region and, uh, and the, you know, then this is the, this is the first person who's taught. Now here's an interesting thing too. Uh, just as a side note, 
when ladies today think they're not important in the church and, and maybe a young 11 year old girl, Chloe may think, well, I'm not important in the church or whatever. That That's baloney. Amen in fact, there, in fact, there was, you know, they were praying that the Lord would, would send them into, uh, you know, into Asia and the Holy spirit answered to them nope. twice. No, no, you can't go. Well, they're eventually going to go into Asia. They're eventually going to go into, um, all in the Ephesus, you know, Colossae, all these places in Asia. But at the time, they're they're in this small little region. They travel all the way up. They pick up Luke and Troas, go across this body of water into Macedonia. And now this is the this is the first person who God speaks to. Well, here's what's neat about Lydia. She's from Thyatira, which is right smack dab in the middle of Asia. And right. she's not in Asia at the time. She's all the way up here in this area, mm-hmm. and uh, and so and so God is, uh, you know, she's up there in Philippi, and so so this is a um, this is a a major thing to think about at this riverside. But Lydia, back to what where she was at, what could she do? She she opened up her house. It's it's a hospitality thing. And so you may be thinking, well, what can I do for for the Lord right now? Well, I may not be able to go into the synagogues and preach. Well, you, can you open your home? Can you open your home for for God's servants? Can you open your home to to read to get to read the Word of God? Can you open the church building doors? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we we literally, you know, here's the problem is that, you know, sometimes we don't get to the point to where we teach people that everything that you do in the name of the Lord is for the Lord. If I just think that I'm going to open the church building, you know, just as some, you know, like feeding the dogs, I'm missing the point of why I'm supposed to be the one opening the church house. If I'm the one that's supposed to make sure that there's toilet paper in the bathroom, if I see that as a service to the Lord and and evangelism and edification, you know, then then that will change the way that I look at it. Now, I mean, like we, we got a guy here that Bob. I mean, you should see this. You know, we just he, he's just a new convert, and you know we're upgrading all this IT stuff in the church now. And he is, I'm to I can see why I have been places with him and and watch people try to hire him because he's so sought after to do this. He works for one of the big banks here in town. Well, I was here Sunday afternoon with him and and. Like we're hanging up something in the in the hallway, and Bob he runs down the hallway back to the central station. You know, I have to tell my boys, don't let no grass grow under your feet. You know, hurry up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not hanging out for my, uh, you know, just for my health here. Don't you know this little mope, 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 mope? Come on, I didn't have to tell him that. Like I see it, and and I told him, you know, I called him the next day, and I was like, man, I just want to tell you. I know that I thanked you yesterday, but I was just sitting here thanking people for thanking you for think being, I was sitting here praying and being thankful for the people that are in my life and that are serving. And I was like, I just want to thank you for the way that you're serving the Lord right now. And he said, you know, it's nice. I know that I'm doing that, but it sure is nice to hear it. And he said, this is the best Mm -hmm. that I can do, you know, as far as serving the Lord. Well, he's going to be here in about an hour and we're going to study that. So bear- we better hurry up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to study with him is how to how to reach that next level. You know how to how to go from the IT guy, which is great. You know, I mean, but but you think about it. Like Lydia just opens her home, and and she's part of the first 
like as far as we know, this is the first mixed congregation, you know, Jew and Gentile that's recorded in the New Testament too. You know, because you got the jailer who's a Gentile in Acts 16 at Philippi and Lydia who's a Jew, Jewess, whatever you want to call it, you know, in Acts 16. So this is the first snapshot of after Acts 10 and 11 where you have these mixed, you know, two mixed, I don't know, race, whatever you want to call it, people in the church. Think about just how important her hospitality would be for this very thing. You know, this very yeah. thing of these two different groups of people that, that historically would have never mixed. I mean, you know, when they went down to the river, you know, they would have kind of circled the wagons, as it were, you know, away from the from yeah, each other. Geez, yeah. yeah, yeah. So think about what a powerful thing. You know, there's just so many things you learn in the white space here with this. And so, you know, just wherever you're at, you've got to start. You think about Abraham. Like, I think about this in, in Romans 4, you know, with Abraham. So you go back to Romans 4. And now I know this is this is this story of 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 us living by faith. Now I understand that that's this is a commentary on how you live by faith, but but I want to examine it from the perspective of your evolution of your journey of faith, as it were. Because you, you think about this when when Abraham, verse number, I don't know. Let's just pick up in uh, verse two, for if. Abraham, let's move verse one. Let's just start with verse one. What shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. But what does the scripture say? Abraham believed, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. You know, and then he's going to go on. He's going to quote what David says, which is quoting the uh, you know, ver, you know, really Genesis fifteen and verse two, you know, verse six. You know, uh, just as David describes the blessedness of the man whom God did not impute righteousness apart from works, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man who the Lord does not impute sin. This is a shadow. So you think? Let, let me explain this. What I mean in Genesis yeah, twelve, Psalm Psalm thirty two. Yeah, yeah, but it's echoing Genesis fifteen. So Genesis twelve, God says, Abraham, you got to leave your hand. A hand home, your land, your, 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 your home, your house, whatever, your land and your family. You know, that was what was required of Abraham in this journey of faith that he had to go on. So, mm -hmm. you know, Abraham, we've talked about this before. He could have came up with all these excuses. That moment in his journey of faith, that's what was required of Abraham. Abraham had to leave. No excuses, no ifs, ands, or buts. Then Genesis 15 you know, three chapters later, you know, it's under quite a time frame happens. But Genesis 15, Abraham is told by God, you and Sarah, your wife, in your old age will bear children. Well, and I don't mean to be too graphic about this, but Abraham, it says, and he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. When God told Abraham at a, you know, you're a geezer, you're going to still breed Abraham believed God. It said he believed God. The Bible paints this picture that immediately he believed God. But what you know happened in there is Abraham, like I said, I don't want to be too graphic, but he knew he had some skin in the game, as it were. He still yeah. had things he had to do in order to, mm -hmm. to have that seed. That's why you even see the mess come with with. Um, uh, what's your, uh, Hagar, you yeah, know, with, with Hagar. Cause 10 years later, you know, God makes this promise and 10 years later, they still don't have a child. And so a lot of times with us, 
we are we we struggle with the with with the timeline with God, kind of as you were talking about earlier, and for all these things to unfold. Well, will this this whole idea is that we want to hear the now. Well, God is not a vending machine for us. For me to go, oh God, I want let me put in my prayers, let me put in my dollar twenty five, and oh, I want the Dr Pepper today. You know, boom, and then oh, here comes the Dr Pepper out. Well, you know, Sundrop. what what, what happens what happens whenever you hit the sun drop button fifteen go. times? And you put in a dollar twenty five every time, and you hit the, and you know, well now it's what two fifty or whatever for right. a drink out of a machine. But, anyways, you you put in, and you punch it, and then it doesn't come through. Well, we get real discouraged. Well, God had promised Abraham you're going to get a child. Well, ten years later, he still doesn't have this child, and so they're like, well, let's just do things our way. But well, that's but he was required as Christians. That's right. But it was still required of Abraham then to go through this process, you know, of, you know, did Abraham mess it up? Yeah, he messed it up. But he still realized Mm -hmm. what you see in the mess up is that Abraham realized that he still had things to do in order to live by faith. If, if, if he was promised to see, if he was promised a seed promise and he was in Genesis 12, you leave your home, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a land Mm -hmm. nation and a seed. And so he tells him the first one he's going to get is the, is the beginning of the seed, really, because the ultimate Galatians 4 tells us that the the Galatians 3 tells us 3 and 4 is that the seed promise, of course, was Christ. But it yeah. began with Abraham and trickled through Isaac and on down the line. Well, Abraham realized that he had a part to play. Did he mess it up? Yes. He messed it up in his faith journey. But he realized he still had things he had to do at that moment. He couldn't go back home then. That part of his journey was over. You know, that's why Hebrews 11, it says they talked about a home that they were going to obtain, not a home that they could obtain here because if they had, verse 39, you know, these guys declared themselves pilgrims and foreigners and strangers. They had mm-hmm. no place that they could go back to. Otherwise, the, the, you know, the, the Bible verse says they would have sought that homeland. And so what you see is Abraham saying, okay, Genesis 12, God says, I got to go, my journey of faith. I can't go back there anymore. Genesis 15, I'm going to have a seed promise. So that's why if you look at Romans number four, chapter 4 and verse number 9, it says that blessed, does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only or upon the uncircumcised for we say that faith was accounted to righteous for was accounted to Abraham for righteousness, but then was it accounted while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? What not while circumcised, but while circumcised? You see what he's saying is is that Genesis. <laughs> You're messing that all. I know, I know. Just read Romans <laughs> let ten. Read, let me read ten again. Yeah. How then was it accounted while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Paul says, not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. Thanks, Bob. So the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. lesson, the, 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 the benefit wasn't just because he had something cut. It, yeah. was, the, and it was the faith. That's right. And, and, and Abraham, was God going to require circumcision at some point in the future? Yes. Yes. That's what was going to be required of Abraham and every Jew to be faithful. Genesis 17 tells us that. Verse 8, if you don't do this, you're cut off from the covenant. So you think back. Now let's just let's just, you know, timeline this thing a little bit. Genesis 12, Abraham's got to go. Can't go back home anymore. 
Genesis 15, you're going to have a child. You can't, you, you've got to do things in order to have a child. Genesis 17, as not, Abraham has not been circumcised. He's 100 years old at this point when he is circumcised. Paul says that God accounted to him his circumcision while he was uncircumcised. Why? Because Abraham was on this journey of faithfulness. So then everything that God would require of him in faithfulness and every person after that, it was accounted to him. That's why Christ's blood could atone for Abraham, you know, what, 2,000 years in the future, Christ's blood mm-hmm. could atone for Abraham just as well as his circumcision, you know, uh, 30, 20 years, whatever it was, 15 years in the future could atone for his uncircumcision while he was not circumcised because he made these journeys of faith these steps of faith that he had to go through in order for then Abraham to be the righteous person that God imputed righteousness to. And look what Abraham, why does he say that? Look at the end of this. That, that um, oh, let's see here. It's at the end of Romans 4, the way he says that. It was an example. That, uh, verse 23, and therefore, I'm going to read in verse 22, good. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, this, now it was not written for his sake, Abraham's sake alone, that he should be circumcised, and he was accounted for righteousness, that it was imputed to him. But verse twenty-four, but for us, for the church also, it shall be imputed to those who believe, move, work, uh, uh, journey, uh, 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 do the things that God's required to to them who believe in him who raised up Jesus Christ from our dead, who delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. You know, Abraham was circumcised from the time he left home, and Abraham was covered in the blood of Jesus from the time he left home. If Abraham would have died tragically from the time uh, um, he gave the promise of the child you know the the genesis 15 never had the the snip as it were then mm-hmm. abraham would have still been faithful to god that may have looked at as a tragedy but god was going to require that so everybody just like now god requires every person to be covered in the blood of christ well well yeah. but in being covered in the blood of christ that that mandates a responsibility in this walk of faith that you have. And so if you're going to have the church, you know, if we're going to be the church that, you know, how do you know if you're part of a dying church, if we're going to be part of a dying, you know, now let's focus it back on ourselves. What makes me feel guilty? You know, what makes me feel guilty as a Christian? Do I feel guilty just because I miss service? Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's fine. You should feel guilty about missing the services of the church. When when the Bible tells us that we should exhort one another, provoke one another to love and good works, that we should we should have all these things that we do with one another. That's why I should feel guilty that I'm not there, so I can't give you the pat on the back. But but if I don't feel guilty that I've been a Christian for, for 10 years and I haven't told anybody about Jesus, nobody knows. I ain't talking about putting a bumper sticker that says Trump 2024 on your, on your car. That's not what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm talking about does anybody know more about Jesus because of you? And and if you don't feel guilty about that, then you're not on those steps of faith. Then then you are the hindrance for the local church. 
you're you're the dun 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 dun. You're you're getting steps counted, but you're not going anywhere. You're sitting at a stoplight yeah, in idle. You're still riding the Harley, but you're not actually getting steps in. And I, I loved what you were saying uh, in verse twenty four that you were putting words in place of believe. But also for us, it should be imputed to us who believe, who grow, who stand, who move. Because this this word believe is that verb form again. I just I looked it up to to make sure this original Greek word, this pisteo, um, and and it's to you're thinking this thing to be true to the point that you're you're trusting it enough that you're going to be moving with a, this godly fear that you're moving with this godly action that that you all of us who believe in him were moved because of because of the response of the resurrection who raised up Jesus from the, from the dead so this is a this is a blessing for us you know Abraham he wasn't justified just because he was circumcised. He believed first, and then that's what moved him that whenever God said, when you're 99, you've got to be circumcised, it's like, what What are you talking about? I've been with this yes, for sir. a long what, time. Yeah, whatever whatever you need me to do. You know, all right, I'm going to have a kid at, at, you know, at old age. Okay, well, I'm going to keep journeying through that. We see where he failed, where 10 years later, still didn't have the kid, you know, and so he's going to do things his way. Well, he thought that, just if I move this my own direction, that I'll 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 receive this blessing. God says no. He he still built a a, a huge um, nation out of out of Ishmael, but it wasn't the nation of promise. And that's what that's what every every listener right now with the with the whole Hamas and Israel thing going on that 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 we can point all of our all of our people that that may be listening to this or may have a muslim friend we we're not we're not activists against muslims especially the peaceful ones but there's a we will defend our faith and but what we want you to understand is that this it goes all the way back to Isaac and Ishmael and the son of promise was coming through Isaac and so it Isaac comes Jacob Jacob his name gets changed to Israel Israel has a son named Judah. Jesus comes out of the tribe of Judah. And so all nations of the earth are blessed, not because not because of Israel as a physical nation. They weren't just the God's, they were God's chosen people at the time, but the chosen part was that Jesus would come out of Israel. That's right. I mean, and it, it, and, and, and it's, God planned that. You see, that's the thing. So it's every, like Ephesians, every nation, every tongue, that's every right. tribe, yeah, every Muslim that's can come right. to Jesus. The book of Ephesians is about this unity in the church, right? It's about the church mm-hmm. of Christ. And Ephesians 1 starts out with, before the foundation of the world, God predestined the church that we should be adopted. You know, this idea that we have this, the whole world, you know, not just the physical Jews, but the whole world of one nation God has made the whole world of one blood, Acts 17, can be this, but it but, but it's predicated on this walk of faith. I've got to have this journey of faith that I'm going to have in my life that I've got. You know, uh, all the problems that Israel and Hamas is dealing with right now, Jesus solves every single one of those problems. I was listening to a Canadian, report, Canadian reporter the other day, and she was talking about, you just got to figure, like, it amazes me, and I don't mean this to be any kind of political statement, but how many people are pro-Hamas in America yeah. and terrorist yeah. organizations? And she thought, she said, I really thought that it needed to exist as one st- as two separate states. 
And 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 she was going through. She's like, now I've learned that Israelis can't go into Hamas territory. They can come into Israel. You know that that there's. I mean, all these things that they want. They want their cake and eat it too. She's like, I'm convinced there is one. There needs to be one state of Israel. And I and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I, I while I agree with that from a from a purely uh, 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 ally and an alliance, you know, to having a democratic nation, a place in 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 the Middle East. That is a respite of hope for democracy. I agree with it. However, there is one place, there is one state, there is one kingdom that everybody is safe in, and that's in the church, the place where Jesus said they'd beat their, their swords into plowshares, they would learn more, no more. Jesus will solve all those problems, but it is predicated yeah. on this life of faith that every Christian must live and must live out because Chloe would never have obeyed the gospel if somebody hadn't have taught her. And Bob wouldn't have obeyed mm -hmm. the gospel if somebody hadn't have taught him. Chris wouldn't have obeyed the gospel if somebody hadn't have taught him. And so all those problems, the mess that Abraham made, God said it can be reconciled in the cross. It can be the level ground that you're talking about. Amen. It's a level ground. But what we have to see is that there's just an absolute way that God expects us to be, believe, act, and walk this journey of faith. And without us doing those things, we're not being the people that God wants us to be. And our local congregation, whether or not we want to admit it or not, is just on hospice. It's running limp. Yeah, and people think I can't I can't do anything uh, for the Lord. Well, let me tell you what, what this right here is. Publisher's and Clearing House. Is, uh, huh? Is that Publisher's Clearing Publisher's House? Clearing House. <laughs> no, we just simply uh this is this is just a little service project that I encourage every congregation to do. This is something real simple, and I learned it at like a what are them secondhand thrift stores or whatever. And so, me and Courtney and I were at a thrift store one time, and they had these little this little basket with these little rolled up things on them, and it was a it was a youth group that had all they did they just wrote scripture down, and uh, and so we took these our congregation did. And uh, it's real simple. We just put them at the at the local ICU, and here's here's one that somebody wrote, and I'll uh, and I will. Uh, you want me to read it? <laughs> so it's just got our little it's got our little church information right here, and it says, "As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He's a shield to all who trust in Him." Psalm eighteen thirty. See also Psalm thirty seven five. I have prayed for you, Carol. And so Carol, at some point, you know, we, the basket was so full that, you know, we, we filled up two baskets. And so we've got one at our local hospital. Well, all it is is up there at ICU when people are going through struggles. I mean, that's when people die or whatever. And we just put a little basket up there that Millie delivered it, you know, seeds of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And so Carol took the time and, and all of our church members took the time. We just said, Hey, we encourage you to do one even as bad as you write, just write one. And so everybody in the congregation, to my knowledge, wrote at least one and tried to write a, a second one. And then, and then the, the goal is, is that, you know, we want to promote the church, but also promote other people. We don't want to just read this verse and throw it away, but we actually, when, when we wrote these verses out, you know, Carol, Carol prayed a, a, a prayer ahead of time for whoever it would be that would read this. Well, what Carol didn't realize, she thinks maybe I'm, I'm unimportant. She's been in the church for, I guess, I don't know, 
50 years and maybe she thinks she's unimportant to the Lord's church. Well, everybody across, everybody who listens to this podcast is going to listen to the verse that Carol wrote and that, that she prayed. And so maybe it, maybe Carol just thought I'm praying for one person that's going to be in ICU, but little does she know and little did Bob know that Bob was going to read this thing and who knows how many people it's, it's going to be in the digital world forever. Yeah. It's that, eternal now. You know, that it's eternal. And so now Carol, we want you to know as listeners, because you read this, Carol prayed for you. And, and, and you tell me that, that, that what she did on a Sunday night, it took us 30 minutes and we made over a hundred of these things. And, um, and I don't know who all lives are going to be blessed by it, but, but I know that, uh, it was something that was simple and it's something that, that, uh, that everybody can be involved in. And so you as a person do the simple things, if nothing else, be praying for people, but send that text message out to somebody and tell them that you're thinking about them and that, that you care about them. And, and those are going to be things that are going to lead into you being able to, to teach this person the gospel. And, and, and don't, don't just think either that, um, that we're just about reaching the loss because Christians, Christians have to, have to remain Christians. Abraham had to keep that level of faith. Yeah. You think about Joseph's story. You know, I think this is a a good, uh, an injection of an analogy at any point in Joseph's story from, you know, I had a guy, message me and say, what do you think Joseph thought when he was in the pit? I said, I want to get out. You know, I mean, what would you think if you're in the pit? Like, well, it's a pretty good spot. Long before long, it'll rain. Thank you, oh my father. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, before long, it'll rain, and I can. Yeah, I want out. You know, but Joseph, each step of the way, if Joseph would have dropped the ball, that would have been the end of the story. You know, if Joseph would have dropped mm-hmm. the ball in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar would have had every right to kill him. That's the end of the story. You know, God's got to then you then then in our biblical narrative, it would have taken a completely different. You know, it was the what do they call it in the 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 Marvel world? A multi I don't know what they call it. You know, alternate universe or something. Whatever it is, you know, it would have taken a tangent. You know, it would have had another yeah. way. If Joseph would have dropped the ball in prison, we'd have got to prison, and that would have been the end of the story. You know, whatever the case may be, God may have not even written that in there because you don't hear like, how, tell me, tell me 10 things, you know, about Dan, tell me 10 things, you know, about Issachar, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I mean, you're talking about Dan Duda. I was like, <laughs> I can tell you right now, if you want to. No, no. I mean, I'm talking about Reuben and Simeon and Levi and Judah's yeah, brother, Dan, yeah. you know, the, you don't get their yeah. story, right? You know, no, you don't you get, don't. you don't get that story. You get Joseph's story, you know? And so what you see then is that at any point, and this journey of faith that that Joseph had to, he had these Christ faith crisis leaping legacy moments to where Joseph had to, you know, Joseph had to be the interpreter of the dreams. Joseph had to be the boy in the pit. Joseph had to be the boy sold into slavery. Joseph had to be the the guy in in prison. Joseph had to be the the wise economic e- economist for Pharaoh. Joseph had to be the diplomat. Joseph had to be the the reconciler. Joseph had to be the 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 prophet. I mean, all these things that Joseph had to do throughout his whole life, 
Each one of those things could blunder. You you can drop the ball. How many stinking times have you been in the red zone and it turn around and you think we're almost there and it turn around and go the other way? You talking about Saturday? How bad it was Saturday? Well, I'm gonna yeah. tell you, it was it was it turned out good for us Saturday, but it won't head in that way. I'll just be honest with you. Yeah. And but yeah, yeah, you're you're right. How many times in Christianity you've been in the red zone and yeah, fumbled the ball? Or exactly. Whatever? And so the the big thing is is that okay. Okay, you got to realize you can't fumble the ball. Now, the blessing is, let me give you some encouragement, because every quarterback has got a statistics of interceptions. Every mm-hmm. quarterback has got a has got a has got a statistic of of uh, picks or or drop balls or whatever the case. You How many know, times they've been sacked. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever yet. it is. You know, every one Not of those. How many passes? You know, they missed behind the line of scrimmage from one to ten yards. Yeah, I mean, like you see, you, you know, like that. Yeah, you hear these guys on the, you know, like they'll ask these ESPN polls, like, what is the three quarterbacks that's passed from, you know, within one yard for a touchdown this season of the scrimmage mm-hmm. line? You're like, I don't know who 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 right. who knows those things you know they keep up with it now yeah yeah well here's the thing it's like you know god can make a a a a, an awesome thing out of a mess so wherever you're at in your journey of faith don't let satan get you twisted up don't let him say now look i see this guy over here that's been a christian for six months banging the bushes and shooting the rabbits that run out teaching all that and i here i am been a christian for 40 years and I ain't told nobody about Jesus. I can tell you every statistic for, you know, the, the last 10 years at Neyland Stadium. But I can't mm-hmm. tell, you know, like, okay, that's fine. You know, somebody told me the other day we were talking football, and they're like, well, don't let that get you, you know, don't don't get so twisted up about football because it won't matter in heaven. I said, amen, it won't, but it sure is fun, and it makes it easier until I get there. Well, I get that, okay? Right, right. I love football too. But I'll tell you this. Easier when my team's winning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but at the end of the or day. Or Jessica's team's winning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right, if Alabama's winning. But uh, here's the thing. Like, don't don't fumble in your walk of faith. And if you do, what, I don't... pick up the ball. Pick it back. I mean, like, okay, you're on defense for a while. You will get four more downs on offense. Yeah, and I I think what people don't realize either is there are many Christians that have ended up leaving a legacy of faith, but their faith hinged on on a couple of decisions that their 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 faith hinged on on decisions. And and here's what I'm talking about. I, I know of one one guy who wasn't living as a Christian. His wife was going to church all the time. Well, her her faith had hinged on she was going to be faithful all the time. She was she was going to church even without her husband. And so you today as a woman of faith, you you walk by example that she without a word may be won by the conduct. You know, he may be won by the conduct of his wife. How do you know a wife whether you'll save your husband or not? And so you keep going, well, there's a, I can tell you countless women, and but there's, there's one in particular that I can think of right now that she had lived a life like that where her husband didn't believe. He, he wasn't a believer, wasn't a goer, wasn't any of that stuff. Well, anyway, she ended up, when she was having her third child, uh, there was a problem with the pregnancy. Now, this is in the 1950s. And, um, and so 
there was a big problem with this guy hit his knees and he started praying to the God of heaven. And he, and he made a, he made a covenant with God. He said, God, if you save my wife and this child, he said, I'll serve you the rest of my life. And, and to this day, his, his, his grandson, me and his grandson had a, had a Bible study with a guy this week who's an agnostic. And, and so he's trying, you know, he's got a grandson who's trying to be a soul winner. Well, I've had the opportunities of, of, uh, of sharing things with his great grandchildren. And in fact, his great, great grandchildren, uh, no, his, his great grandchildren are in the church to, today, but it hinged his life of legacy. It hinged on, on, on that moment. Well, the older two children that he had raised that they were raised in a different kind of household and those older two children we're not, they're not believers in Jesus. Their children are not believers in Jesus. Their grandchildren are not believers in Jesus. And so the, the way that you live out your faith, that the way that people examine and your family examine the way that you believe, it'll affect generations to come. And, and so your legacy of faith, though, it hinges, though, on simple decisions. And this guy ended up, he was a believer so much, Chris, that... He became an elder in the church one day. You go from a guy who's an atheist to an elder in the church, and and this is a this it's a it's an amazing thing of what God can do. But he he went all in on it, and and so wherever your face at today, like put it in with God and and go all in. Don't don't fumble the ball, and if you do, jump back on the thing. Uh, so so in other words, uh, what you're saying, you know, uh, you're not there until you're there. Right, you got to work at it. Yeah, you're not there until you're there. It is no, there is no rest from our labors until we rest from our labors. There is no, you know, we turned over the ball on downs. That doesn't mean we go to the locker room. We come back out on the field. You know, we have this journey of faith that we each one must respond to right where we're at. You know, I was watching Aiden play basketball last night. Now he got, he's pretty good on defense. You know, he's pretty good at getting snatches and smackdowns and stuff like that. Well, he was out of position last night, and somebody went to pass the ball, and it just kind of hits him in the bread basket. He kind of looks, and he's like, "Well, shoot, I got the ball." You know, so then he's forced <laughs> with carrying it down court, right? Well, because he was yeah. out of position, he wasn't in the spot he needed to be. He still ended up with the ball, right? So, you know, what, yeah. you, what you get to see is that sometimes you just end up with the ball. Sometimes you just end up with, with circumstances, but you still have to run with the ball. He couldn't have just said, oh, I'm sorry, I know you're passing it to this guy and give it back to him. No, he still had to make these efforts towards the basket on the other end. So, so it don't matter how you get there. It don't matter where you're at. You know, you have got this journey of faith that you've got to be on. If you're the dude that unlocks the door or the lady that – that make sure that there's toilet paper or, or baby wipes for the kids or whatever the case, you know, goldfish crackers. You know, I don't care what it is. If you see that as your way that you're serving the Lord, see that as your way now, but don't see that as all what the way that you will be. Look at your journey of faith that you're going to be on. Wherever you're at right now, 40 years in the church or four minutes in the church, you've got a blessing and a place that you can hold. And if you're not willing to hand those keys to somebody else, you'll be the one that locks the door to the building one day when it's dead. Yeah. Um, when thinking about defense, like you, you think uh, about people that are amazing ball players and, 
championship teams will i never thought i'd be using this guy as an illustration for like championship stuff or on a christian podcast but as crazy as the guy was i think about old dennis rodman way back in the day playing with michael jordan dude and uh, i just pulled up his stats because you know we got these little black boxes you can pull up all all knowledge of and, and all the world but you know in the in the uh, 95, 96 season, they, they won a championship. Dennis Rodman, he averaged five and a half points per game. How many did Jordan average? You That's know, right. I'm sure it was amazing. But he's averaging 15 rebounds a game. And so he's 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 the rebounder. He's the, he's yeah, the defender. And, and, you know? and Michael actually went to Phil Jackson and was like, we've got to get this guy here. You know, we yeah. need to be able to get boards. You know, that's what they needed him to do. Like, there was a famous yeah. interview with Stacey King, and they're like, um, they're interviewing him. He comes in, he scores one point in the game. And he said, how did you do tonight? He said, Michael Jordan and I scored 69 points together. <laughs> yeah. One point, right? But he scored, the, but the two of them together scored 69 points. And so whatever yeah. it boils down to, like if you're the one-point guy, you're still part of the game. Game. your number you still ends yeah that's right but you cannot not stop you have got to go you know you can't just you no matter where you're at you've got to go when you got the ball and so hey yeah. we hope this is wherever, wherever your challenge is yeah whatever your talent is use it use yes it. man hey i hope you guys have a jam up thanksgiving i hope that you that you spend good time with your family i hope you gobble till you wobble and we'll see you guys well i I'm not going to be able to, I'll be in Virginia next week, so I'll be out of pocket, and then we'll pick back up the week after that. All right? You guys have All a great right, day. Thank good. you. This is the 